0: Oh my god. Go, nigga. Oh my lord. It is time for yet another episode of Twisted. Thank you all for tuning in and thank you all for saying such nice stuff about I should do this every week and, or, you know, when's the next uh, Twisted? I, I really appreciate you guys listening and I'm very happy you guys enjoy it. Uh, let me tell you why I don't do Twisted every week, even though I love doing it and I think I could do it. I don't do it because I don't know if people want four hours of podcasting from me. Like, I, I have some fans and I'm very thankful for them, but I don't know if anybody wants to hear me for four hours. Because I don't want to stop doing the International Bad Boys Hour because I feel like that has... Uh, that could be real. I feel like, you know, with a guy who deals with the recovery all the fucking time, you know, constantly dealing with the recovery and fighting to stay sober. Like I fight every day. People always ask me like, you know, what's it like Ari was asking me, what's it like to be a drug addict? You know, or I, I hate that. What's it like to, to have a problem with drugs? Do uh, do you, you want to do it? And, and I've said it before on the podcast. Uh, I think about doing drugs every day I wake up. I li- the first thing that pops to my mind, I'm not even lying, is that uh, can I do drugs today without getting completely, ru- without ruining my life? I think about it all the time. So that's, that's where I'm at. And that's why I like the International Bad Boys Hour because, you know, uh, Steve and Chelsea are both really f- hilarious human beings who have kind of gone through. I heard a pop there. Hopefully that's, oh, oh, I know what that was. Okay. Sorry, guys. The little, little cord was there. Uh, they're both really funny. And the feedback we get from everybody is that they really appreciate the podcast. And I think that people need to hear that podcast and hear how bad people's lives were and how good they are now. I struggle sometimes with whether I should put just sober people on. Uh, because I think it's funny also to hear stories of people who still are partying. Because I don't hate people who party. I wish I could do it. I wish I could just party a little. But that's not possible. I only know just go fucking nuts I don't wonder I never understood let's have a beer I what is that about why have a beer why not drink all the beer And maybe get some vodka, and then let's find a Mexican who's got cocaine, and let's do cocaine, and let's go to try fuck chicks who want more cocaine. And then next thing you know, someone's in jail, someone doesn't know where they are, we don't know where we're going, all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, So that's me. I like all or nothing. I don't like to just have a sip. I want to go like Led Zeppelin, 70s, It fucking world tour. Let's just, let's just burn down the city. That's what I believe in. And I know people are like that too. So it's a struggle. So that's why I like that thing. So I do this when I can. We couldn't do a show this week because uh, everybody was out of town. And I had a whole bunch of stuff happening. Oh, yeah. The reason, let me get into Dates Out of the Gates real quick, and I'll tell you why we couldn't do the International Bad Boys this week. We were supposed to have Tara Patrick on. Joe Rogan had to cancel because he says he's going to be slammed the whole the whole rest of the month. He, he was just in Vegas for those awesome fights. So he says he's going to come back. In August, he'll be on the show. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, the reason, uh, real quick, Dates Out of the Gates. Uh, tomorrow night, you'll be hearing this hopefully today. So you'll probably listen to this. On the Thursday. So tonight I will be at the Comedy Store hosting Ari Shaffir's. This is not happening. The lineup is awesome. Matt Bronger, Christina Pajinsky, the Sklar brothers, and Tom Green. I'm very happy to be on the lineup. I'm very thankful to be hosting it. I appreciate Ari asking me to do it. It's just good to be back in the mix. I felt like I went on this kind of run for a while where nobody wanted to use me because I was just crazy. Showing up blown out on coke. Nobody wants to work with that guy, you know. So sober Sam is that easy work. So I'm debating on what what story I should tell, Aaron. Should I tell my story about my me doing prompt stock, my friend doing two hits of liquid acid, then eating mushrooms, then stripping naked, jerking off, trying to beat everybody up and dry hump them, or should I do the time that I smoke crack with silver robot guy and we were hanging out and we smoked crack for two hours and then he tried to suck my dick and then I. I, we got in a fight and I ran. They're both great stories. Or should I tell the time I got in a car chase with LAPD and the, the police helicopters. And I, 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 I had a car that Pablo Francisco gave me that he won in a cocaine field poker game that I jumped the median, lost half my car. And I, I worked at the center. So I valet parked my car, which I'm the first person to be in a high speed police car chase, and valet park your car. Nobody ever thinks that's That's thinking out of the box. So those are the three stories I might tell. Then I also have a story about Brad Williams. Brad Williams. No, Brad Williams. Brad Williams has a funny story about the time uh, I was working with him at the Haha ha Cafe, and he, was, he, he uh, was doing a joke. Apparently, um, John Stamos from Full House is uh, midget-phobic. I think that's the name for it, little people scared, I don't know, which is a weird phobia to have. That's like being afraid of kittens. Like, oh, I'm afraid of kindergartners. They make me nervous. I feel like they could attack at any time. These tiny little six-year-olds, they're up to no good. I got my eye on them. That's like the same thing with little people. Like, I'm afraid of little pe- Like, what are they going to do to you? All they can do is give you candy or show you where the gold is. Why are you afraid of little people? There's no reason. He's got this great joke about it, and I was watching this guy, and, and he's telling a joke at the ha in front of a room full of Mexicans. And they're like when the Mexicans see a mystical beast telling punchlines, they go fucking crazy. It's like someone hit fucking a piñata and green cards fell out. They go fucking crazy. But this one table is really uh, getting upset. This one guy is getting so upset at Brad Williams telling this fucking story. And I'm watching him. he's like, he's throwing his hands up like, like like when old people talk about what happened to their country. What happened to my country? That's the look he was getting. He slams his, sorry, I know you're getting pissed me on the, he slams the table, drinks his beer, slams it down, storms out. I'm like, I have to see this. What is going on with this guy? So I walk out, and this dude is chain smoking, and he's pacing outside the haha. And I'm like, "Dude, is everything okay?" He's like, "Dude, can you believe that?" I go, "Why?" He goes, "Stamos hates little people." I go, "Yeah, that sounds weird." He's like, "No, you don't get it, dude. This is a true fucking story." He goes, "You don't fucking get it, man." I love Stamos. I love. I go. He goes. I told my fucking girlfriend this is all true i told my girlfriend if i had to get gay with one man it would be john stamos i go if you had to he goes yeah i mean if i'd like suck his a, a dick i would suck stamos's dick i go hold on let's let's look at this cover i'm a comedian i there's a lot of things going on here i go if you had to like what does that mean you had to like if you had to suck stamos's dick under, like, what are the circumstances in which you're forced to chomp on 80 sitcom star John Stamos's fucking junk? And he goes, I go, like, if aliens come down and they're like, we will destroy your planet unless one of you steps forward and slobs on Jane Stamos's dick, like that, or like, you're Liam Neeson in, in Taken, and, and they're gonna kill your family unless you crush Stamos's root? Is that what you're talking about? I could tell that story too. So I'm going to be there tomorrow night. I'm also going to be, uh, I am very excited. This week I'm in La Jolla with a very funny George Perez. So it will be a great show. Um, I'm very excited about following. He's a good guy. I think it's going to go him and then this kid named Matt Kurtzen, who's this British kid, who's very funny. He's a very funny guy, so it's going to be him and I. There's two shows on Sunday, on, on Friday, two shows on Saturday. So uh, that will be a good show. It's this kid. Uh, where is he? Where is he? Oh, fuck you. Okay, fuck it. I'll look somewhere else. Um, And then I am very excited to be at the Punchline s- Tuesday and Wednesday at the San Francisco Punchline. Uh, with my boy, Jason Tebow and Stuart from the comedy store is going to stop by. So it's going to be me and him both nights. So come out punch drunk fans, come out naughty show fans. And it's very interesting because people always want to advertise when I'm coming to town that I'm part of the naughty show. And I'm very thankful, but the naughty show really is a LA thing. It's big in LA. It's big in the naughty, It's big in the LA community. If you said, Hey dude, you know the Naughty Show? Everyone would be like, yeah, I know Naughty Show. Outside of LA, I don't know how big it is. Now, I know I did the podcast forever. Yeah, I did the podcast forever. I I just never felt like the Naughty Show got as big as it could have been. I do think that the International Bad Boys will get fucking monstrous. So those are the dates. A lot of great shit coming on. I'm very thankful. We'll keep it going. Uh, but I want to get into why I could not... What time do we start, by the way? Uh, ten and a half minutes ago. Ten and a half minutes ago. So we started at, okay. I just want to make sure that I, yeah. I stick to my time. So, okay. Eleven minutes ago. Um, the reason I could not make it to do a podcast on Monday was that I had traffic court Monday. And my girlfriend didn't want me to go show up early to, to pick my time. So I had sent in my money, my bail through the mail, and they pick your time. And my time was 1.30 uh, 1:30, 1:30 on Monday. And I'm really lucky because I didn't get out of there until almost 4, and I'll tell you why. I showed up, and uh, as you know, I am, uh, I don't know, maybe you don't know, Aaron. I, I am, now after this case, I'll get into it, 14-3 and three in traffic court. I have been given tickets in this town. In the amount, in the 15 years I've been in Los Angeles, I've been giving. I've been given 17 tickets. I have fought each one of them. I have won 14 of those battles. Those wars with the LAPD and Los Angeles Municipal Court System. I have taken 14 wins and lost three. If I was an MMA fighter, I would be talked about possibly a fight or two away from fighting for a title. I take a lot of pride in that. That I am a man who has, has beaten the system more than he's been beat. That's, that's thousands of dollars that I've saved myself through the legalese. I have uh, most of those are where the cops didn't show up through a system of me pushing it as far as I can, as often as I can back. I will do it all the time. I will push it back two years if I can before this guy decides not to show up. They have shown up three times. I've actually been allowed to cross-examine the cop twice. So this is the first time that I actually had a witness. I, I subpoenaed my girlfriend. I subpoenaed my girlfriend with paperwork. She had to show up on this court date so that I can cross-examine her at the court. It was the coolest thing I've ever done. So uh, me and Dana go down. We're preparing for it. Of course. Like everything, I get lectured by her on what I'm going to do. Even though I'm the guy who's won 13 of his previous 16 cases. Uh, she's giving me lectures on how I'm going to do this. We pull up, we're going back and forth. I'm telling her, "No, this is how you got to react to this. We're 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 discussing strategies here." The worst thing happens to me, dude. I park my car. I get out of my car. I split the seat of my pants in my suit. I have a giant gash from the top of my crack to the bottom of my crack. But I can't go back home and change. My court is I may have to be in court in 10 minutes. I can't miss my court case or else I, not only do I forfeit my bail, but there's a fine for not showing up and they're not like a uh, $20 fine, $30 fine, $40 we're talking hundreds of dollars in fines. Cause that's how this, that's how they make money. See the Los Angeles is so broke. They use tickets as a back tax. And by the way, folks, if you got traffic court, do not hire a lawyer. Don't hire a lawyer. It's the I see people hire lawyers all the time, and they all just plead out, no contest, guilty. You just drew, blew another $300 on a guy that could do what you could do. All you have to do is watch one season of Law and & Order, and you could be your own lawyer in traffic court. It's not a murder case. You're not going to be, you're not, your life is not line. You're not looking at 30 years here. You're looking whether you're going to get your money back or not. Be your own lawyer. You don't need a lawyer unless you get a DY. That's the only time you need a lawyer is if you get a DY. But if it's a travel, it's if, if it's a trans. Uh, uh, a trans uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A moving violation. You don't need a lawyer. Just do it yourself. Watch a couple. Of, I've dude. I've watched so much Law and Order. Dude, I I do motion. I did. I've done motions for continuous motions for dismissal. I was going to ask the court if I could treat my witness as hostile. That was my, I told her, I'm a, like, if you don't answer my questions, these way. I'm going to ask the court if I get the permission to treat you as a hostile witness. I was dying to do that, dude. So, my whole thing with this, the, let me explain to you why I got a ticket. The truth of the matter is, that there's an intersection in Los Angeles called, uh, it's on Wilcox and Selma. What you need to know about Wilcox, Selma—it's its an intersection between Hollywood and Sunset, and it's really busy because there's a post office right there. So there's a ton of fucking traffic everywhere. Uh, I had to meet Dana at the post office because I had to give her something, and because she loves busting my balls to see her dog when our dog whenever we can. She'll be like, "Me and Pollyanna—we're on the corner of this. Come say hi. She wants to see her." Da- and I have to show up. Because if I don't show up to see my dog, that means I don't love my dog. And I got to hear this forever. And I love Dana, but she busts my balls on fucking uh, us loving our child, this puppy. Who I love to death. I love Stinkbutt. Stinks jinx Okay. The Poopy. Mr. Stinkbutt. The Joker. I mean, we got a million names. The Silver Bullet. I got names for days. My dog is like a, a fucking stripper with multiple personalities. She has so many stage names. So my so I meet up with her. I get, I meet with her. I forget what I give her. I kiss my dog. Tell her I love her. I take off. So I'm heading down. I'm heading north to south on Wilcox. I go to make a turn, which I do every day, because this is part of my traveling part, going down the street. I make a turn to go left on the Selma. Out of nowhere, because the traffic is so thick. The whole street is blocked up, but there's no signs in which told you, you can't turn that way. So I go to turn in. I can't go that way. Oncoming traffic is coming south to north at me. The traffic from north to south behind me is proceeding to go forward. I'm stuck in the middle. The only place to go is this middle lane, right? So I shoot in the middle lane. I go there. I try to get in to the lane that is going north to south on Selma because it's Los Angeles and everybody's a bunch of cocksuckers. Nobody will let me in. And I keep seeing spaces, so I keep moving up to go. And then I see a cop, and I'm like, fuck, I'm in the wrong lane. I got to get out of here. I drive up to an opening. This month, I go, I you ever watch a cop pass? You go, don't turn around. Don't turn around. Don't fucking turn around. And all of a sudden, I hear, boop, boop. He puts on his, he puts on his sirens. I'm like, oh, fuck. He's turning around. And this is how congested the street was, man. It literally went, he had to do this. He had to do, like, I literally a 19-point turn. He had to go... No, forward, back, 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 forward, back. To get to me. So, I decided... After he pulls me over, my dog wants to rip him a new asshole. Because I had I Oh, yeah, I got the I got Pollyanna from Dana and put her in my car to take her home. Because Dana was going to go do some That's why I was being up with Dana. Because I had to get the car and get the dog. So, I go... And I, I I, pull in, he pulls me over, I pull into this spot, he writes me a ticket, you know. And they always like to act like they're doing you a favor. Listen, I could write you for this, this, and this, but I'm only going to give you this. And like, dude, you're a dick for pulling me over at all. Anything past this is fucking asshole. Okay? That's like somebody, no, nah, I'm not going to get into that, but the point is he's an asshole. So I go back and I videotape it because there was no sign telling me I couldn't move, which put me in the I videotape everything. I get so excited. My girlfriend's like, dude, you got calmed down. You're really going nuts. Because I'm getting so excited about cross-examining the police. Nothing gets me more excited about cross-examining a police officer. Because I did it before. And I won my last case when I cross-examined a cop. Because I told her that the cop basically cock-blocked me. Because we were in standstill traffic, and this chick, I was made a move on this hot chick in the car who was driving me. I took my seatbelt off to go kiss her. He walked, this is how slow the traffic was, he walks up with a flashlight and pulls us over. Like, that's how not threatened by moving traffic he was. They could walk in the lane with a fucking light bright and fucking pull us over. So I told the judge that this time for this past case. She quotes Shakespeare and goes, love is love. You can't blah 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 dismiss. The court goes crazy. So I'm excited about this. So my goal is to is get to this guy to admit that I couldn't go anywhere else. I had to go down the mill lane. So I I I go. May I approach? Now remember, I have a full slit in my ass crack. So I'm dealing with getting laughed at by everybody at this court. The pressure's on, dude. I can get. I'm not. What's more degrading than getting laughed at and losing my bail? And getting found guilty. it's uh, The heat is on, dog. I know how P- Perry Mason felt, like, half his episodes. Like, there's a pressure to fucking win. So I walk, I go, okay, he gave his thing, which is very sterile. I saw him pull in the middle lane, go down the blah, blah, blah. It's illegal. I pulled him over. So he doesn't mention anything about the traffic, anything about any of, any of the, uh, uh, you know, circumstances, nothing. So I go, okay, I'm going to get this guy. So I go, may I go draw on the board? I go, okay. So she goes, yes, you can. I go, uh, I go, you're, here's, I establish which way we're going, blah, blah, blah. I go, officer, blah, blah, blah. Can you describe the way the tree and describe the traffic? And he uses it, it was free flowing I'm like, I got this guy. I go, hey, describe the traffic going from Selma. West to ETH, he go. I would say it was free flowing, not, and it wasn't because that the uh you the construction signs were up. I go, I get, I got him, I fucking got him. He just admitted something that isn't true. So I go back, I go, I have your honor. He he blah blah blah. He said the the traffic was free flowing. It was not free flowing, and this is why. And I bring out all my pictures. Which is hilarious because I print out my pictures. By the way, a Mexican guy went on after me, showed his fucking, showed, showed uh, pictures he got from Snapchat. It's the first time ever in, in traffic history, in court history, someone has used Snapchat as evidence. He shows Snapchat. Uh, So I show him this and then I go, I have this video I'd like to show you. She goes, I go, it's on my iPad. She goes, is it on a CD-ROM? I go, no. She goes, I will not allow you to, add to submit that evidence. I go, who still has a, Who still has CDs? Where are you from, lady? 2004? Nobody works with CDs anymore. But it's okay. So I had this blah, blah, blah. I call my girlfriend. She says exactly what, what I needed her to say. And I go, your honor, may I uh, question the witness? She goes, yes, you can. I asked her about Dana, would you describe the traffic as free flow? And she goes, no, not at all. Not even close. It was an artery. And I kept trying to ask her. The judge goes, okay, sir, stop. And I'm like, no, I got a couple more questions. Like, sir, I said stop unless you want me to find you in contempt. I'm like, fuck. She goes, okay, this is where it gets creepy, right? She goes, officer, uh, we appreciate you coming down. I'm going to release you. You can go now. You don't have to go. You can go back to work. Thank you so much for staying. She released him. She crossed, she goes, sir, uh, you're you're acting a little crazy. Uh, I'm gonna hold off on ruling on this case till later. She makes me sit down. I have to stay the whole rest of the whole rest of the day in court. Here's the creepy thing, dude. The cop stays the whole time. And not even in the court. He's sitting in the hall watching, waiting to find out. It's like What's your problem, dude? Why do you actually give a shit? It doesn't affect you at all, creepy dude, stalker cop. So she calls me up, she goes, Mr. Triple, I wanna say something to you. you. You tried your hardest to get me to hate you. I go, what? She goes, you t- and that, that has a, it's just my Armenian anger that comes out when I hear somebody lying, right? I just go armo crazy, and it's like I'm like the human torch from Fantastic Four. My, I just, I just want to go crazy. It's just Armenians. That's why we must have heart attacks. The rate of an Armenians having heart attacks, I bet, you is way higher than any other ethnic group, because we go zero to murder instantly. Do you hear about the guy who owns Zanku Chicken? If you don't know what Zancou chicken is, you're not from Los Angeles it is literally the best chicken kebab place you'll ever eat at. The original owner murdered his entire family, probably because they wouldn't shut up in traffic court. She goes, listen, I, 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 I really want to find you guilty. I do. She goes, cause technically you did break the law, but she goes in the name of justice, I'm going to dismiss your case, but you're fucking evident. I mean, your attitude and your overzealousness. Made me really not want to help you out. I go, I'm sorry. She goes, just because of that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm going to assess a twenty-five dollar dismissal fee. Have you ever heard of that? That's just a makeup tax. She just made up a fee just to fuck with me, man. Just make it up. It was so funny because when she was on the on the court, when she was on the on the seat, when she was in the judge's chair. Presiding, she uh, was very stern. Very, I'm not taking any shit. Just because I'm a female judge, I'm not. I'm not gonna take shit. And then after she was done, she took it off, and she. It was almost like one of those Herbal Essence commercials where, like, she slowly undid her hair, and it slow like you know, like something from a, uh, a a teen comedy. You know, like a movie. Like what was that? Fast Times at Richmond High. When what's her face gets a gets out of the water, and she just. Starts doing her hair slowly and undoes those fucking monster tits. So that was it. 14 and 3, dude. I'm proud to announce that, dude. 14 and 3. The city of Los Angeles has tried to F me with a back tax. It makes me feel like I'm getting old now, too. I really do feel.
1: I mean, was the cop still out there after she made that decision? No,
0: I was very nervous. He's going to give me that, oh, you think you won? You think you're the winner? Really? You didn't win shit. And he's just going to follow me around. But no, man. You know what's so funny is the next thing I want to talk to you guys about is my trip to Las Vegas. I went to the NBA Summer Leagues. And I looked up and I saw a guy who looked exactly like him. I'm like, this guy's crazy. He's following me to Vegas. Yeah, so uh, that was it. I went to, I uh, recently, oh, fuck. Let me see if I can do this. Uh, yeah, so... Oh, dude, did I? I didn't make the big announcement. This would be a good time. I want to announce that August August 6th, I'm doing a humongous Naughty Show. Probably the biggest Naughty Show I have ever done in my life. And I've done big ones. This is the biggest one I've ever done at the W Hotel in Hollywood in the old Dre's Club. The Naughty Show. We got Joe Rogan. Steve Renazizi, Tiffany Haddish, myself. I'm going to add one more big name to the lineup. I just got to figure out who's in town. It's going to be the greatest show I've ever done. This thing's going to be huge. The W is huge for me. And I'll tell you why. Because it's a name brand of excellence. And you have to get somebody like that on your side to be able to make the moves I want to make, which is to get the naughty show in Las Vegas. I've been trying that for the six years I've been doing this show. That's the, that's the goals. Television with the naughty show, which I don't know if I could do that. I can't, I could do the naughty show on TV. I'd have to change it up. But the problem with uh, Hollywood is they don't like, even though I'm not white, I'm considered a white guy, but nobody wants to hear about white guy sexuality on television. Right? Like if Amy Schumer was a guy, would anyone want to hear a story about her getting drunk and fucking everybody? I love Amy Schumer and that's nothing to that knock her And the- It's her time. She's a great comic. But is, does anybody want to hear about that? I mean, you could say, you could say to a point, the Hangover is that. But they weren't. It wasn't really about fucking everybody that moves. She bangs like thirty guys in this. This is like a a, a mainstream gangbang flick. And I'm cool with it. I think she's hot. Some people think she's overweight. I like thick, dude. That's upstate New York ass right there. That's why I call ghetto country. Like fat chicks who like fucking rap music. White, fat chicks who like rap music. That's what I'm into. And I have this theory that thick chicks have tighter snatches. I just said that. Why do I feel like a scumbag as soon as I said that? Because nobody in comedy ever wants to talk about that. I'm getting tired of white chicks over 35 coming up to me after my show telling me about what I need to work on in comedy. Like, don't tell me I'm not, I'm working stupid. I get told it's and it's only white chicks over 35 that want to do that. You're not you don't you think you could work smarter? Really? The lady who looks like she dances with Ellen every fucking mid-afternoon. Really? That's smart comedy? And I love Ellen. Ellen's a great comic. I like The Rainbow. I love The Rainbow of comedy. I can love Doug Stanhope and Bill Hicks and also appreciate Ellen and Jeff Foxworthy because they're masters of what they do. But don't tell me that they're fucking doing smart shit. Just because they don't have, they don't use adult words doesn't mean they're smart. That just means they're safe, and you mistake safe for smart because you're fucking sucking your own dick, lady. That went nowhere fast. But the truth is, uh, August sixth, huge show. I now I got now I got the comics. I have to work on the burlesque dancers. So my whole I got to get a DJ and a burlesque dancers. This is gonna be the first time I produce my own nightclub. How huge is that? How fucking crazy is that? That's nuts. I'm going to be a nightclub producer. But this is what I need to get to where I want to go. I have to work in a fucking environment like this. Because the W has huge name recognition. I mean, I'm working in the old Dre's room. That's where rappers and NBA, NBA players hook up with chicks who are trying to have their baby so they don't have to work for the rest of their fucking life. Which brings me up to my next... Thing. Oh, so that's August 6th. Tickets are going to be available on big announcement. I, I shouldn't announce it, but I'm going to. Ticket fly. I'm working with All Things Comedy on this to produce the show. To go big. So hopefully it's going to be a big production. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. We'll see how it goes. So uh, if you want to come down or up or fly to Los Angeles, August 6th for the greatest part. Now, supposedly this party... My show's going to be next door to their, their huge pool party that they throw. So it's going to be chaos. My goal is to pack that with, with as much porn star ass as I can. Because nobody, you know, Naughty Show does huge numbers drinking. There's, I've done so many shows where the, the bar goes, we're doing New Year's Eve numbers. Because everybody comes to my show on Coke and they want to eat asshole and, sh- and drink Jack Daniels. I should sell a shoot a shirt that says "Drink Jack, Do Blow, Lick Asshole." I sh- I'm gonna try to make that shirt and see if anybody has the balls to buy it. Drink Jack, do a line of blow, lick an asshole like a champion. Signed, Sam Tripoli, Champion. I don't give a fuck singing. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about you, you stupid asshole. I- I don't know. Uh, real quick, so you want me to tell you about the – I got a couple things I want to do. Uh, I want to talk about the uh, NBA Summer Leagues. I went with Joe Bartnick and Matt Notes and uh, Joe's friend uh, – Matt's friend. A really funny thing, dude. Uh, Joe Bartnick is great. He's one of the nicest guys, one of the funniest dudes, and most genuine people you will ever meet in your life. I, I will gig with that guy a thousand times. I love the kid. I love the kid. He's a grown ass man with a child and a dog and a family and a house. That's the far thing from a kid. He made me listen to John Fogerty, the whole fucking ride to Vegas. There's nothing child about this guy. Okay. But if you're going to hang out with Joe, you have to bring people who are okay with a grown ass man talking like grown ass men talk. The only thing I have to say to you is the phrase Jigaboo Jesus was used several times during this trip. Just to let you know that the the tone and the texture of the conversation started by Joe Bartnick. Just to let you know where we're going. Okay? And it's like, I'm always like, ah, ah, okay. I look back going, you okay with this? This guy sold insurance. You know, I'm used hanging out with comedians. We let it fly. Dude who sells insurance, pretty fucking PC environment. Not gonna really be cool with that texture. But he was, you know, he's laughing. I think everybody's laughing. But it's so funny when you hang out with someone who kind of lets it flow, and you're like, we don't, we're not really allowed to talk like this. But I, it's funny shit. I know Joe loves everybody. It's just a guy talking like how he thinks. He hates Arabs. He thinks everybody's half gay in Hollywood. but he gets it and he's one of the most genuine dudes I know and I fucking love him and he's funny as fuck. I will hang out with him every time twice on Tuesday. This was the funniest thing to happen. Joe Bardick and I have been doing NBA summer leagues for six years now. I've been going every year. I love that's how much I love the NBA. We got an Impala? What's more Italian than a fuck what says? 40-year-old man Italian than an impala. We got an impala, put all of us in there. We drove out. I fucking was farting up a storm. It was the fart locker. It was really rough. But we get there and it's uh it it was great. All the games are great. Uh we were watching, we got to watch uh J- Jaleel Okaford versus Pazingis which is the New York Knicks fourth uh, no, uh number 4 pick. It would they were really great. But Joe doesn't give a fuck. So this girl, there was a, the funniest thing about the NBA Summer Leagues is that, first of all, you can see all your heroes there. Carl, uh, George Carl, um, every coach is there. Uh, all the players are there. All the young players have to show up. They're all there. You get to see all the prospects. It's fucking great. Uh, there's also a ton of fucking gold diggers walking around there, which is the funniest thing ever because Most of the guys there aren't making the team. And these girls are dressed to win the lottery. The creepiest thing is there were grown men bringing their like 16-year-old daughters to this thing. Why would you bring your 16-year-old daughter to the NBA Summer Leagues? That is chum in a shark tank. And it wasn't like they were dressed like you and I think sixteen year old girls should dress. They were dressed like they they were going to the strip bar right after the the game. I saw this guy gray hair walking around with this sixteen year old with those fucking Daisy Dukes, but they're the new Daisy Dukes where you can see their asshole. Like I love ass cleavage, but you gotta there should be a law. You gotta be eighteen to wear ass cleavage. Because I, I look. I, it's, it's against my K-Man DNA to look. I don't want to have to look and then have to go age verify. Is the asshole I'm looking at old enough for me to look at? It's not fair. And then I look and I get caught and then everybody gives me dirty looks. You know, it's like Jason Tebow's joke about you ever see a retired person with big tits and the second thing you notice is that they're retarded. It's the same thing with a fucking six-year-old girl walking around with her asshole hanging out. It's uncomfortable to everybody, because now I feel like okay, that's un- that's a fucking unfair trick. That's not fair. There should be a law. You gotta be eighteen to wear a fucking a- to have ass cleavage hanging out. It's just not fair. So the best part of the trip was uh the best part
1: of the trip. Sorry to interrupt, but the age of consent in Nevada is 16, I believe.
0: No, let's <laughs> check it out. And even if it was, I I it's just that means nothing to me. I I am not attracted to 16 year olds. I'm in a relationship with a woman that I like, but let's say it wasn't, the youngest I would do is 19. And that would be really uncomfortable cuz we have nothing to talk about. I'm just trying to steal her youth at this point. You ever stuck your dick in a 19 year old? It's like the fountain of youth. You're like, your knees don't hurt anymore. Suddenly you're 40 times a little faster. Right? It's just like, you're just stealing youth. You're like, wow, I love your new car smell. That's all you're doing. You're you're fucking soul vampiring her youth. You're like, I'm sucking your fucking life force right now, 19 year old. I'm an old decrepit human being. I'm going vampire on your spirit. Let's see, age of consent in Nevada. What is age of consent in Nevada? It's, oh my God, it's 16. Why would you make that 16? How much don't you care about your daughter to be okay with 16? I don't find that, I find that creepy. It should be 18. 18. I also think it should be 18 to drink. I'm sorry. I do. I just, the, the number 21 just doesn't make any sense to me. Because you can't drink and drive when you're 21. What's the difference if you're 18? And if you can die for your country and pay taxes, you should be able to have a beer. It just doesn't make any, it's just, it's like, why is there a last call? Why? I'll tell you why. So the cops know when to drive around to pull people over for drinking. That's the only reason. There's no real logic to stop people from drinking. There's no real reason. Other than giving the cops the best time to pull people over. And if you get pulled over, get a lawyer. But if you can't afford one, call me. We'll go over your stuff. Because I'm 14 and 3 in traffic court. Uh, This hour is going by a lot faster than I thought. Holy shit. Holy shit. We're 41 minutes in this thing, huh? Wow. Ah, uh, let's do something fun. So I had a lot to talk about. Uh, I was going to go into some other shit. I'll save for another day. Can, I want to play something really quickly about uh, this is what, what Sam want to talk about. Here's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about what we've done to the youth. I want today. this is called Sam Bitching Like Old Man. I need to work on that title. Sam's Old Man Bitching. How about this one? I want to talk about this. Uh, This is on Deadspin, okay? It's a, it's called, uh, it's under the title, I don't really have anything to say about this white kid's bad rap. This rap is so bad. It's so fucking bad. You ready to hear it? Let me see if I can get it rocking. It's so bad, it's offensive. His name is Wes Walker.
1: you motherfuckers see it in my, in my chain don't you motherfuckers see me putting work, Put it work. don't you motherfuckers see it in my game in my you see game. me in my zone you're see me go berserk. go berserk pop the fuck off pop. i'm finna uh-uh. pop the fuck off pop 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 the fuck off 27 30 we all finna pop off don't you motherfuckers? see it in my chain. In my Don't you motherfuckers see me putting work. Put work. Don't you motherfuckers see it in my game. In my you see me in my zone, you will see me go berserk. you it in my chain, you just see me putting work. Uh, I be popping out uh, the ass uh, like uh, Steve Martin in the jerk. Go berserk on your hoe and you see me with a, with a smirk. I throw it in that dirt, yeah, I throw it in that dirt. Then I pop up like Pop
0: Give it 30 minutes. Stay with me. 30 seconds. Don't leave.
1: All
0: right. I can't take any more of that flaming bag of dog shit. America, this is what you've done. You have done this. You've encouraged this kid. To foul his m- dreams with mediocre talent. This kid probably got so many fucking medals for coming in fifth place. He probably never see- was good at anything. And we kept telling him he was good at something. And he thought he'd put out this high production value video. With these chicks are way too hot to be dancing to this dog shit rap. This kid is not made the rap. This kid is meant to ask you what kind of fucking phone plan you're thinking about getting with your new iPhone at Verizon Wireless. Know your place. And your place is not rapping. Your name is Wes Walker. Your fucking nothing about you is original. Your name is original. Your hook isn't original. Why are we encouraging this kid? If there ever I ever wish a drive-by on anybody, it would be on this rapper, Rest Walker. We lost Notorious B.I.G. Tupac, yet this motherfucker is still fucking probably finishing school at Stanford. You're offensive, Mr. Walker. And I got to tell you something, dude. I'm not afraid to admit if I see you, I want to fight you. And I'm an old man. Look what happened to Ari. Look at Ari. Ari's so fucking afraid of me, he, got, he removed a fucking toe. That's the fucking heat I'm bringing you, Mr. Wes Walker, you piece of shit. And I normally would never encourage someone to not follow their dreams, but you, my friend, are a flaming bag of dog shit, and you don't deserve the high production value of this fucking video. Who paid for the, all those girls to be there? Your dad? I bet you got a hot sister, though. Right? Guys like that have hot sisters who fuck pro athletes. And then they have retard's for brothers, like Paris Hilton. How hot is she? And her her fucking brother is a retard. And don't call me if you're mad at the word retard. Even though I doubt anyone who listens to me is offended by the word retard. If you were offended by the word retard, I probably lost you at Jigaboots. Jesus. Oh, I forgot to tell. Okay. Yeah, so that's why I want to go off. Uh, if anyone knows who Wes Walker is, the rapper, tell him I said go fuck yourself and stop ruining this country. We've just, you know what, Vine stars? Vine stars. If you're a, a dude, is there anything worse in the history of mankind than Vine star? Like Instagram models? I, I can't stand these chicks. You're just Christian porn stars. You're just doing everything but sucking a dick. You're bent over, showing everybody your asshole. I'm cool with that. But don't start getting spiritual on me, doing fucking stuff you sitting in a tree in a bikini telling me about believing my dreams. My dreams is the bust one right in your face. How about that? Instagram model, you lazy ass porn star. Your inspirational spiritual pictures inspire me to whack harder. How about that one? I can't tell if I said that before on this show. Ah, it's time. God, time's going. Time's flying when we're having fun. Ah, it's time to, it's time to, to answer your questions. Okay, here we go. Let's go to answer your questions. Oh, I got a great question from Laura Johnson. She asked me, who's better in bed, Teeb's mom or Ari's mom? Lord Johnson, that sounds like a great question, but the truth is it's not a great question because it's pretty fucking obvious. If there's anybody who knows how to bone, it's a fucking lesbian who had a kid. And that is Jason Tebow's mother. There's no way. Looking at Ari, look at their kids. Who do you think is a better in in the sack? Ari Shafir or Jason Tebow? It's got to be Jason Tebow. Half of his drug and alcohol addiction is related to sex. Cause he's doing so much boning. Ari, does Ari look like he can hump his way out of a plastic bag, dude? He can't get any motion with those giant nasty beanbag nuts. That might as well have an anchor in your asshole, lady. You just, dude, it's not even close. I bet you, uh, Tebow's mom was great in the sack. She's great as that. And what happened is is some of these chicks who used to be straight and then they become lesbians and they get hurt by the yards of dick that have gone through them. So I'm going to say Tebow's mom is much better in the sack because she had two kids. You can't make two mistakes, can you? You only make, you make, oh, I can't believe I had a kid. I'm a lesbian. You don't do that twice. Fool me once. I'm still lesbo. Fool me twice. I go both ways. That's what my grandma used to say. So that's a great question, Laura Johnson, and I gave you your answer. It is easily Jason Tebow's mom. I once hit on Jason Tebow's mom because I think it would be really great to be Jason's stepdad. I talked about that on my last uh, album. Just how great would it be to send Jason to his room when he's being an asshole? It's like, hey, Jay, go fuck yourself. Uh, let's see what we got here, Captain Danger. Uh Hey, can you put in the all things comedy stuff while I, for the Skype? Do we know what it is? So Laura Johnson, Jason Tebow, his mom is way better than a sack. She had probably had a couple of nights of just some yards. Yards. Uh, what other questions do we have? Um, Frank Bravo asks, did I ever perform as the unknown comic on Kimmel? No, I have not, and I did not. And the funny thing, I was—I've been booked twice on Kimmel, and bo- both times they unbooked me. Okay, both times they unbooked me because they felt, well, I did—I can't log in right now. I'm answering questions. If you could log in to that, and then we'll then we'll do all that stuff. Uh so I actually got booked twice on Kimmel. Kimmel's the one show I've showcased twice, three or four times for, and murdered it every time. If there's ever a time I I uh, I killed at a showcase for a television show. It was that show. Uh, what else do we got? More questions. More questions. I love your questions. Here we go. We got more questions. Here we go. Who is your daddy and where does he work? That is from Art Valendale at art underscore V-A-N-D-A-S-L. No, D. Oh fucking! It's at Art A R T underscore V A N D E L A six four seven. Um, who's my daddy? My daddy is Sam Tripoli, and where does he work? He works at an Indian casino in in Prescott, Arizona. And by work there, I mean he gambles there twenty four seven. He calls me from there. He he goes. He refers to it as the office. Uh, he has been. In, he's been gambler of the month several times. And he's pretty upset that. Can we put it in? It's just better if you log. Okay, Uh, and he uh, and he puts it. He consistently is named a gambler of the month. They don't have gambler of the year, which I'm pretty up. I think my dad's pretty upset about because I think he'd like to hang that on his mantle, right? I'm gambler of the year. Uh, So that's my dad. I look like my father. Act like my father. My dad lives with a black chick who used to dance on Soul Train. She, uh, if you find the episode where uh, the lead, can you put that in there? The lead, the uh, the head, who who used to host Soul Train? I can't remember his name. Don Cornelius. Don Cornelius if you can find the episode where he's sing, dancing the the Funky Chicken, you'll see Brenda dancing. So that's where we're at. That's my dad. His name is Sam Tripoli as well. Uh, the reason I'm not Sam Tripoli Jr. is because my uh, I got my grandfather on my mother's side's middle name as well. My real and full name is, I'm not going to tell you, it's Samuel Victor. Okay. Uh, it's so weird when you let people go on your phone, on your Skype. You're like, did I Skype with anyone weird? Uh, how do I add a contact to that, to the Skype? I'm going to call into this guy in a few minutes. Hold. Where is he? Come on, dog. Okay, that's it. Tom Green live. So that's it. Uh, that's who my dad is. My mother lives in upstate New York, and she uh, she used to teach. She lives with my brother. My brother lives with my, my mother. I don't know why still, but he does. And he runs a strip bar in Syracuse. At this strip bar. Oh, which gets me back to another question by another guy. Uh, I've been asked, is my DNA all over... Uh, my, is my D- DNA all of the back rooms of my brother's strip club in Syracuse? This is by David Nickerson, and the answer is great question. And the answer is yes. I know how to mark my territory. I spray all over that place. Uh, by the way, just to let you know, my brother's strip bar is where I met a stripper named Armenia. That was her strip bar name. Can you believe that? We're gonna we're gonna call the Tom Green Show in about two seconds. I'm just going to answer these questions. So, yes, my my DNA is all over my brother's strip club. Uh, the Tangio Tyrone at his uh, Twitter handle is at Che, C-H-E underscore R-O-L-L-I-N-S. Does your Armo rage ever manifest itself by boning? Great question. Yes, it does. I fight to win. Hold on one second. This is my manager. Kevin Parker, you're on with the on Twisted with Sam Tripoli. How are you? Kevin, can you hear Hello. me? Can you hear me?
1: Yeah, there you go. Where are you?
0: I'm in my I'm in the studio recording my podcast.
1: Oh, you guys are still recording?
0: Yeah, why don't you come in?
1: Okay. Right. Uh I'm about 15 minutes away.
0: Okay. That's cool. I'll, All see, right. you. I'll see you. In a second. Bye. So he's not coming on. Uh, real quick, that was my manager. Worst anal experience ever with a guy or a girl from Casper Rothenbell. Great question. Uh, I'm not really a big anal person. I banged in the ass a couple times. It's fun. I'm good at it. I'm a champion. It never goes bad. Okay. That's all I got to say. I'm not that hung, so sometimes it just slips in. And I'll leave it at that because I got to do a lot of shit. Tits for hooking up with strippers. Go work there. That's the best way to hook up with a stripper is to work at a strip bar. Get a job for two weeks, bone and chick, then quit. It's the best way. You can pull strippers. It's just work. And who needs it? Right? Who needs it? Who's your daddy already answered that? Steve Simone mentioned me. Thank you. Let's see. I have one more. Best metal concert ever. Great question. And the true answer is, well, I've had a couple great ones. I saw the Rolling Stones live which was amazing. Best song I've ever seen live. uh, Sympathy for the devil. Best song I've ever seen live. I talked about that with, uh, who did I talk about that with? I can't remember who was on the show. Skylar Stone. He agreed. Uh, One of the best live concerts I've ever seen was uh, Tool. I saw him in a small venue before he used to hide behind the curtains. That was great. One of the best live concerts I've ever seen. Velvet Revolver. At the whiskey in a small venue. They were playing Guns N' Roses songs. Unbelievable, dude. Unbelievable. You know who's great live too? Public Enemy. Does not get, Chuck D does not get enough, does not get enough respect as a lead, leading man. I would tell you, he is in the conversation with greatest leads of all time. He is. Was I was uh, working with my buddy Rich Slate, we and we're writing a new sitcom idea. Uh, we watched Queen at Wembley Stadium, unfucking believable, unbelievable. I did, I did, I did a shitload of acid, dude. I went and saw Lollapalooza when Rich, when Red Hot Chili Peppers were headlining. Guess who was on the lineup? It was Red Hot Chili Peppers, Ice Cube, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden. How crazy is that fucking lineup? Pearl Jam Soundgarden We're early in the show. They hadn't blown up yet. That's a great show. I love live music. I'll go watch live music all the time. Live music is great. I'm very jealous of rock stars because they can shred shit and go, cra- go crazy. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's my story. So those are answer your question. Do I have any more questions? I feel like there was a couple more. Uh, do da, 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 I never did that. So, yeah, I answered like five questions, right? I feel that's a good q and I'll answer all your questions all the time. Uh, I want to thank a couple people for sponsoring the the uh, $5 game show, and then we're going to make a quick call. Jeff Gordon at Jeff Gordon C. Gordon. Thank you for sponsoring $5 game show. I'm going to do another one. I, just, I didn't have time to go down in Vegas, but I'm going to try to do one on Fremont Street. I also want to thank Nation. Duffmation, everybody, Uh, you can go to the YouTube, check out Duffmation, D-U-F-F-I-M-A-T-I-O-N productions on Duffmation, so uh, they're really cool, they gave me some money to help pay for uh, everything, so that's it, so let's see if we can call into the Tom Green show, shall we, really quick, we'll undo this, we'll undo, here we go, let's see if this is going to work. I'm gonna try to make history. Hit my friend Aaron Borotkin up. So let's see. Here we go. Let's see if it's working. It didn't work. Did it work? Leave. Let's see if it works. Let's see if it's working. It's co- nope. It Stop calling. What do you think it is? Do we got ge- We're on. we're on the uh, things comedy. Pending conquest. Re- can, is it that I can't call them if I don't have a? No, Dude, trying to call won't let me call. Fuck. Won't let me call. Boom. So that's it. Let me see if I had anything I wanted to really touch on. Oh fuck, Norris. That was the one thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, Joe was Joe's heckle game at the NBA. At the NBA Summer League was on point he was murdering everybody he was killing with the whole crowd so obviously it's a sporting event so all these sports channels were there and of course all your field reporters are smoking hot chicks because one every athlete will talk to a hot they, they realize hot chicks get access to everything and they're there because they're hot and not one chick goes someday I want to work at ESPN very rarely most of the time they're like, I want to be on uh, entertainment tonight or something. That's the shit they love. They want to do the red carpets and all that shit. But they, they sometimes they want to do sports. This one girl from N- NBA TV was smoking hot and she was doing and they were covering the event and she was walking around doing kind of talking to the camera and as she walked by Joe, Joe goes, What's up, sexy? And she just kept going like nothing happened. Well security guard for Thomas and Mac, not with NBA TV looks at Joe, goes, "You feel better about yourself?" And Joe goes, "Yeah, I did." I go, "Hey, dude, he's been killing it all day." And the guy just came there, like, "Just to let you know what this guy looked like. This guy looked like Chuck Norris had done like a cup a decade of meth, found Christ, and stopped." The, the I call you know what the nickname I gave him? Fuck Norris. This guy looked like Fuck Norris giving him shit. And I get it. It's your job. But that w- why do you give a shit if he said to the pretty girl, hey, sexy, as long as I don't run on the court and try stabbing NBA players, your job's good. I get it. You don't got a lot of power in your life. And I'm not being disrespectful to you, but it's like, calm down. You have a job. You get to a, your baseline at an NBA basketball game. It could be worse. Asshole. So I think we've done an hour, huh? It's 510. Yeah. I think we talked for an hour. I had a bunch of shit I wanted to talk I wanted to talk about Shark Week. How scary was that shit? Did you watch Shark Week? That shit's... Dude, there are monsters out there. And they just find new ones. Just all of a sudden, like, holy shit. We shot something. This is a new... There's one called a M- Mega Mouth. It's, it's a literally a monster. Hold on, hold on. Get on, get on that. You just said some crazy shit.
1: What? Um, For the past couple years, they've been doing fake documentaries, like uh, like the search for Megalodon or some shit like that. Like. Are you telling? They showed Megamouth. Are you saying Megamouth isn't real? Potentially, yeah. I, I, I didn't see that particular one because I got burned the first year that they did it. So you believed in it? And then they were just like, go find
0: yourself.
1: I got about a half hour in. I was like, there's no way. These are actors. This is bullshit. Really? Yeah. They've I
0: haven't been felt this down years. since I got told Santa didn't exist by my next-door neighbor's mom. Like, who? She told me when I was eight years old. I'm like, who the fuck does that? Is eight years old too late to hear about that? Uh, it's,
1: it's a little after, I think.
0: Uh, okay. What was the, I don't remember the exact, but it was pretty early. And it really ruined it. Five? I was five. Is that cool?
1: No, that's not cool.
0: Yeah. I was like five. She's like, Santa doesn't exist. What are you doing? I'm like, I'm a fucking kid. Why would you even say that to me? I bet that's the best part of having a special person. They believe in Santa, Santa for the rest of their lives. Yep. That's the dream. He's 35. He's so excited Santa's coming. I think that's awesome well guys what we learned today did we do anything was it a good show? I feel like the court story took forever I tried to call in oh that's why they weren't taking it. call in all right well guys uh, I had a good time I I think I'm gonna try to do this more I think I'm gonna try to do more
1: Aaron you got anything you want push uh, all things comedy. All things comedy's going um, great. All your social media. We just started doing videos on uh not videos, but uh we're putting podcasts up on YouTube. Oh really? Yeah, just for fun. is are they getting pissed at daily motion? No, no they're not video. they're just audio. Oh, that's cool. Audio with the logo. just mixing it up so you get uh you can look at a variety, listen to a variety. Are you gonna put
0: in a punch trunk on there soon? uh, yeah. I mean, we were the high. We got the most views, right, on Daily Motion. Yes. Thank you. Punch drunk. I love it, guys. This is twisted. I hope you enjoyed it. Check out all my shit. If you want to, uh, uh, you know, if you want to sponsor uh the twisted, you want to sponsor uh the International Bad Boys. If you ever want to call in with a great party story, let us know. I'm having a great time. I hope I can see everybody at my live shows. It would mean a lot to me. I'd love to see everybody. I'd love to hang out. And uh, be friends. And uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I had a great time. I can't believe an hour flew by that fast. All right, guys. Uh, this this has been Twisted with Sam Tripoli. Understand. I love you all, and we will lost see, lost you, lost see lost you, in you soon. And all exhausted, exhausted, never while you marching forth choosing what to keep and consistently, what you're falling all or nothing. I'll I take it more to something. Now you read the to pieces, and the pieces, in the parts are.